Hey everyone, welcome to the Promethean Tides podcast. I am General, and as always, I am joined by Breaker. Hey, what's going on, Breaker? You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Is that a uh, is that a Simpsons reference? No, that's the room with Tommy Wiseau. Oh. I thought it would be fitting for the current state of politics in America. It's like, the Supreme Court is tearing America apart. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it is making some spicy decisions. Uh, so last, last week we got uh, some, some pretty big ones. Uh, you, got, uh, you got Constitution. Uh, you have uh, the, the right to concealed carry. And then uh, we had Ro- Roe v. Wade. This week we had a number of uh, other decisions come out of the court. Um, uh, there was uh, one, I think it was in Oklahoma, um, about how Oklahoma has the, uh, I guess the, the right to enforce its own laws on um, on Native American lands. Uh, at first. I thought that that was maybe a bit of an overstep, but I looked into it a bit more, and I think it, it actually it does make sense. Um, I mean, uh, they pay tax. They pay uh, the, these territories. They they both pay taxes and they receive um, uh, funding from the government. So it's not like they're sovereign territories. So yeah, it kind of makes sense that uh, you know state police could come in and enforce. I think uh, in this particular instance, it was a child uh, a, a a child. Um, uh, doing doing bad things with a child uh, uh, situation, and so it makes sense that the uh, the state police can um, come in and enforce the laws against doing bad things with a child. So, you know, I thought I thought overall that one made sense, but honestly, I don't know that much about it, and I haven't spent a lot of time in uh, the first people's nation's land or whatever. I, in fact, I don't think I've spent any time. So, not something I know about. Uh, kind of outside of my wheelhouse. Uh, but uh, the other thing that the Supreme Court uh, got through was, uh, I guess it, it put a little uh, check on the EPA. It said, uh, oh, there, here's a thing that you, you're not allowed to do, EPA. Uh, I don't think that it, it like, it, it, it certainly doesn't gut the EPA. Like, the EPA still has tons of power to enact lots of uh, policies, but uh, it does put a slight limiter uh, on them, which I think is uh, totally fine. Seems reasonable. I was just uh, going through uh, the actual case, and uh, yeah, I think it makes sense. But um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, we can we can we can get into that. Uh, so, uh, uh, Breaker, what's 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 your favorite uh, form of uh, of energy production? Oh, well, my favorite form of energy production is triggering the libs and harnessing their rees to power Elon Musk's SpaceX rocket to fly to the sun. With all of them aboard, where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's the, um, uh, you, you harness the audio waves of the ring and the reverberations. Ree? Yeah, 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 I, that, it sounds like science. <laughs> As the rocket flies peacefully and non-violently, of course, into the sun. <laughs> right, right, yeah, and of course it is. It is. Uh, it is uh, painted rainbow uh, with uh, a brown and black stripe in there as well, for some unknown reason. Um, yeah, so uh, I was I was just going through the the EPA policy. Uh, basically, uh, they have this this thing called. Um, 
uh, generation shifting. So this essentially is where uh, the the EPA could kind of sort of try to force uh, a, a power plant uh, to adopt more uh, quote-unquote green energies. So if they're coal, maybe they, uh, the EPA forces them to move from coal into natural gas. If they're natural gas, maybe the EPA can try to force them to um, go more into solar and wind. Uh, and uh, it can do this just based off of kind of an arbitrary uh, uh, CO2 level emissions uh, calculation. As I, I, I'm not an expert on this, but it seems as though uh, the EPA could basically just go to a power plant that it didn't like and say, oh, well, you're not allowed to have more than, I don't know, a ton of CO2 uh, this year. And then it could go to a power plant that it, it liked a lot better, maybe like a, like a, uh, like a solar plant or, or a wind farm. And um, it could say, oh, don't worry about it. You can have uh, 12 tons of CO2 this year because, uh, you know, it, it, it actually, it's, it's very um, CO2 intensive to construct these uh, gigantic wind turbines. Um, so it, 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 it seemed a little bit arbitrary. Uh, and it didn't also didn't quite seem as though the EPA had the ability to enforce these things uh, based off of uh, some of the rulings that uh, that that Congress has, itself has gone through. So basically, the, the Supreme Court said um, this this generation shifting strategy uh, that you're trying to do, uh, unless Congress specifically comes out and says that you can do this, uh, no, you you can't. You can't do it. Uh, it's an overstep. Uh, sucks for you, EPA. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically what happened. Uh, now, personally speaking, I think this is a this is a fair uh, decision. I think it, it makes sense from like a, a legal and and uh, constitutional standpoint. Um, but uh, you know, not not everyone cares just about the law and the constitution. Sometimes they say, you know what we. We need to expand the law and maybe even um, bend the law or get around the law somehow because there are more important things uh, such as protecting the environment. Um, so some people do feel that way. Uh, you know, Constitution be damned. The EPA is there to protect the environment and the environment is more important than anything else. Okay, fair. Uh, if, if you want to think that way, that, that's fine. Um, what, what do you, what's your opinion about all, all, all of this, Breaker? I was just thinking recently as we uh, went over it before we started the show that basically the EPA just kind of looks like a grafted on socialist apparatus, like a type of planned future type of thing, like planned economy type of thing. It's like, hey, you're going to use coal for the next five years. Well, what if the coal runs out? Um, the party has spoken. <laughs> So the Supreme Court ruling actually makes a lot more not just logical sense, but legal and philosophical sense insofar as it's in keeping with American principles. America, come on, man. Right. I mean, here's the thing, right? Uh, this, the, uh, if, if the EPA can specifically come in and tell a power plant, hey, you're not allowed to use coal anymore, you have to use, I don't know, solar, um... Well, I would imagine that there's probably a reason why it is that the coal power plant is using coal in the first place. Um, 
I would suspect, as with many things, it's probably due to uh, economic considerations, such as uh, maybe where, wherever the plant is located, uh, there's not a lot of wind, and maybe it's overcast a lot of the time, so solar and wind aren't viable. Maybe uh, uh, it would be prohibitively expensive to get a, a natural gas pipeline put in, and so what is do they have around them? Coal. Uh, like, the, the, a, a, a power plant doesn't just, like, use coal because, like, they're like, ha ha ha, coal is the, is one of the dirtiest forms of, uh, producing energy. We, we like to pollute. No, it's, it's about economic uh, considerations. It's about how they can supply power to the, to the network that they're connected to, uh, in the most efficient way possible. Uh, the EPA stepping in and saying, no, you should not be using the most, uh, uh, efficient um means of producing uh, producing energy uh, for the greatest amount of economic gain uh within the particular region that you're in uh because we fucking said so yeah that that does that does seem a, like maybe a little bit of of an overreach on on the side of the epa i think i would agree with that <laughs> but um there are some people who believe that uh climate change is such an existential threat that laws be damned, const constitution be damned, we need to get this shit out under control. Um, uh, what, uh, what, what do you think about that position? Personally, I think they're full of crap. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think that although uh, we we should be concerned with the environment, and I I'm very much against pollution. I'm I'm kind of an environmentalist, you know. I I, I always recycle. I try not to waste water. Um, I I also think that uh, you know, uh, there's only so much that that you should do before. Uh, I guess you you end up with with too authoritarian of a government. So yeah, uh, I'm sick of hearing about the fucking carbon, the magic carbon bullshit. I mean, I think we could both agree that we don't want to see like tetracycline in the freaking drinking water, but carbon is like a natural thing that just happens, and it's just like, oh, carbon is going to kill us all. Well, actually, if anything, it's going to cause all the plants to overgrow, and the plants will kill us all before the carbon does. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I uh, uh, car carbon dioxide is uh, it's it's one of the things that there's a negative feedback loop for. Um, so the more CO two you have in the air, the more plants you get. The more plants you get, the more they'll eat the CO two, and then oh, now you have less CO two. Problem took care of itself. Uh, there are some things that don't have a, a negative feedback loop, like um, uh, like the uh, uh, the CFCs that we were putting into the air from refrigerants that were uh, destroying the ozone layer. There was nothing in nature that was eating that shit, uh, and it was destroying the ozone layer, and um, it did make sense for us to regulate that, but it's this specific CO2 issue. It's like, come on, if we're going to be worried about greenhouse gases, I, I just, I kind of feel like there are... There are better solutions to this. Number one, there are a lot more potent of, of greenhouse gases out there. Number two, there are greenhouse gases that don't have a negative feedback loop with um, the ecosystem. Uh, and so they just kind of like chill there for a way longer amount of time uh, and can do a lot more damage. Uh, I just, uh, this, 
I think I think the CO two it's it just it's a little bit of a boogeyman. I'm not saying that we that that there aren't emissions that aren't damaging to the environment. I'm just saying I think that CO two specifically is maybe not the greatest culprit that we need to be going after. And I think it's a little bit crazy uh, for the e for the EPA uh, to make CO two its its kind of like central focus. Um, Although uh, I'm sure that they care about other emissions, like um, you know, coal does uh, release some um, uh, sulfides, I believe, uh, into the atmosphere, and also those are bad. And um, I mean, I I personally agree. You know, you should at least have filters uh, on your smokestacks to to get the the the, the sulfates or sulfides or whatever they are. Um, uh, Remember in the 1980s and 90s when they were always complaining about acid rain and. It they made it sound as though it's like literal xenomorph blood is going to rain from the sky and melt your fucking face off. <laughs> yeah, it 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 wasn't. It was like it was rain with a pH of like five or something. Yeah, which is just slightly more acidic water, which the water table is going to filter out anyway. Thanks in no small part to the carbon in the ground. <laughs> well, uh, you know, here's the thing about the acid rain. Um it uh, it can actually uh, it it can it can be damaging to um, like stone uh, structures because it it can like ah. leach leach away. So actually, you know, um, uh, you know, and the White House I think is made out of marble. So I think that really they were just trying to protect the White House from being, you know, slowly eaten away by by the acid rain. That was probably the main consideration. Hmm. I can't help but wonder about that. So I'm, wait a minute. If you're the Environmental Protection Agency and you're worried about acid rain eating away man-made structures, does that mean that you technically, by proxy, admit that humans are natural? Oh no, 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 Breaker. We're not. We're not going to discuss that. No way. Oh. <laughs> uh. I think sometimes these people do believe in some variant of ancient alien theory because it's as though humans are like this weird alien force up on the fucking earth <laughs> that makes no fucking sense to me and it never really has well i mean to be fair right uh human beings are very different than all of the other types of nature that we've seen come before us so um for instance we never saw the as far as we know uh we don't have any evidence of velociraptors, uh, of velociraptors setting up, let's say, a, a global economy, right? Like that. As far as we know, that hasn't been done before. As far as we know, um, there was no uh, brontosaurus that uh, uh, figured out how to split the atom. And also, as far as we know, um, there wasn't, let's say, a, a very early mollusk that uh, did the internet. So uh, we do seem to be quite different from the rest of of nature, right? You know, it's kind of a similar argument that the naked mole rat is also very different and unique compared to other variants of mole rats and other mice, and not even bringing in mustelids into the equation. Like, what the fuck are mustelids? Like, those are unique and different. Like, you start making this argument, you can literally make it for any and every species on the face of the earth, all the way down to microorganisms. It's just that humans have the unique capacity to think with an abstraction that is like, a super condensed times two form of nature that are somehow more important. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. Every every species is is unique, and and every species has uh, unique genes uh, that make it uh, its own beautiful and and unique snowflake. Uh, but uh, I I I think I I think that it, it's just it's self evident that that mankind is a bit different than the other species that have come before us. Uh, like we 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 have cars and and shit and and nukes and and we we took one of our we we took we took a few people and we put them on on the moon i don't i don't think any species has has achieved put, putting itself on the moon uh at least as far as i know um maybe some sort of like and i'm a, sure if slime mold could talk and communicate with Israel, the slime mold would say hey remember that one time i made a shape that looked kind of like a dick wasn't that funny <laughs> I bet I bet slime molds have the fucking best sense of humor, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it it, it should be just evident that that ma mankind is a little bit different from the rest of nature that we have seen. Uh, I think that uh, uh, we just we have to consider that in general. I think it's just it seems to be evidently true, um, and also. As a very strange thing, it seems to be evident that, uh, you know, uh, the Earth is like 4 billion years old, and we only really started doing, like, agriculture 10,000 years ago. That's a drop in the bucket, and we have covered uh, the the entire Earth with roads and cities and uh, and farms and... Uh, we've done, we've, we've changed the world significantly in a very, very, very short period of time, uh, to the point that, uh, I guess that, uh, we are maybe sort of kind of going through, I believe the seventh, um, uh, documented, uh, mass extinction event, um, the, uh, the Anthropocene, uh, extinction event, I believe, um, so, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, human beings are maybe just the tiniest bit special. I mean, we're not special, but we're we're a little bit special. Special. Yeah, but not, not in the, not in the, not in the progressive way. Uh, are you saying because I'm trans, I'm not special? Actually, if you're trans, you're less special. How dare you! I'm a Susan! Destroy him. I am a ma'am, thank you very much. It's ma'am! You step outside and I'll show you a sir! <laughs> like, conveniently masculine whenever the situation calls for it. Just like a woman. That's a... Uh... It's like, uh, did you ever see? It was from a few years ago. It was, it was Ben Shapiro. He was on this, like, uh, I don't know, this fucking. Ben Shapiro, call one eight hundred five 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 buy gold. That's one eight hundred five 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 555 gold. If you don't call it right now, my sister's tits are gonna shrink. And if my sister's tits oh, shrink, you won't have nothing to ogle. No, no, we gotta buy gold. <laughs> fuck. Um. <laughs> man, I'll, I'll tell you what, dude. His sister, um. Damn, dude. I just got I got to say I I just it doesn't make a lot of sense cuz Ben Shapiro is this like very slight um kind of like uh 
like this this slight like like Jewish guy that just talks really fast and he 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 uh almost seems like he like he has like a like a, I don't know some like he's kind of like a like a spurg or something almost um but uh god I damn. think it's called uh I think it's called um uppers yeah 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 or, yeah it's 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 like he's he's always on some sort of uh an, amphetamine or something but god damn dude his sister um she got she got big old mommy milkers i'll tell you what and she's she's pretty stop looking at my sister's boobs man she i mean honestly man his his sister man she is she is fine i i i you know look i i have a girlfriend uh so obviously you know i wouldn't attempt to go after uh ben ben shapiro's sister but i do have to acknowledge facts as they exist his his sister hot um but uh, where where the fuck was I going with this? Oh right, yeah. Did you uh uh did did you ever see? Okay, so so Ben Shapiro, he was on like some sort of panel, and uh, he was sitting next to a to a trans woman. So that means someone born with a penis that now identifies as 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 a woman. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And and the trans woman, uh, I guess I guess he said something that 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 they found offensive. And so the trans woman turns to Ben Shapiro, and and they go, uh, if if you if you say that again, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna hurt you or something. And it's like, holy shit, dude, you're on a panel in front of an audience, and you just made a physical threat to a person st sitting not next only, to you. Not only did she verbally threaten him, she grabbed him physically by the shoulder while saying that. Dude, what the fuck is that? That is the most insane. Well, it's not the most insane thing, but that is. A very insane thing to do. You have an audience. You are on a panel. You make physical contact with someone and threaten them because you were un you were unhappy with with what he was saying. What the shit? I thought I thought I thought that that the the fucking estrogen was supposed to reduce your testosterone. I thought they were supposed to be on testosterone blockers. Why is this Why is this uh, supposed woman um being way more uh physically threatening than I would ever be? Uh, that reminds me of, uh, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth! Yeah, you know, maybe, um, cause, cause, yeah, like, why, why the fuck was Will Smith so violent? Well, it's because... I think he was inspired by the brave and stunning transgender woman that stood up for herself against the evil, um malnourished extremely jittery jewish man <laughs> <laughs> uh no i think i think that that will smith you know he um like he's he's constantly getting cucked or whatever so i uh i i would imagine that you know just there's there's something about that lifestyle of like being being a lefty and like whether you're will smith and you're just like you know you're not trans but you're just you know you're getting cucked all the time or, you know, if you are trans and you're just on hormone replacements and you've sterilized yourself and, you know, you don't exactly quite pass as a woman, but everyone around you is just clapping and saying, oh, yeah, you're beautiful, but you deep down, you know, it's fake. Something about whatever these series of lifestyles are, I think that they, they end up just creating deep-seated rage in you that you just, you know, you try to hold in, but eventually it comes out. I think that's what's happening. Hmm. Possibility. 
Very, very possible. I think it's uh, that in large part that's due to all the capers and kale and soybeans. Like a lot of malnourishment going on in Hollywood. Okay, they I need to eat more beef. I, I, well, okay. Look, I I, I support eating beef. Um, one hundred percent. It is delicious. Uh, meat is is good for you, and I believe that um, actually, if you if you consume a vegan diet, um, it is less nutritionally dense, and therefore you actually have to eat more calories in order to. Uh, get the nutrients that you that you need in your diet, and um, so like that's not necessarily the best thing to do, especially when it comes to protein. Um, there are ways that you can successfully do it, but it's very difficult. And so I think that a vegan diet is not for most people unless they're like extremely serious and scientific about it. Um, and fucking a, just you know, eat, eat some meat. Uh, and you know, there there's uh, if if you're really concerned about um see, uh, like the the carbon or the water footprint of what it takes to produce. Um, these sources of meats, uh, there are ones that are better than other than others. So, like, uh, chicken, uh, is actually way more efficient than, say, beef. So, you know, um, if you're really concerned about the fucking environment or whatever the fuck, uh, eat some chicken, alright? Uh, skip the beef, that's fine, I don't care. More beef for me, awesome. But, uh, I will, I will say this, uh, Breaker, I'm, I'm actually, I'm offended that, that you would, you would, uh, take, uh, capers, uh, in, into into this because uh they are one of my favorite things to snack on you know i'll just fucking get myself a jar of capers i'll just fucking i'll i'll not i'll knock back an entire jar of capers uh before i know it uh my sodium levels be damned those things are just tasty okay i've got to take bill maher's side of this and say i'm sick of fucking capers these ugly little black things that taste like soap fuck you okay they do not taste like soap okay they are, they're in a, number one, they're not black, they're dark green. Number two, um, they're brined, uh, so you have a lot of, uh, properly brined capers are in both, uh, salty, uh, salty water with vinegar in it. So it's sour and salty, they're not bitter, okay? They're not black, they're not bitter, they're green, sour, and salty, they're fucking delicious, I love them. Um, for the same reason I like pickles and, uh, olives, alright? So I will not stand for this. <laughs> You know, now that I think about it, Bill Maher's opinions on even fucking food, somehow Bill Maher has this uncanny ability to make his opinion sound like the correct thing you should be doing because of how utterly and totally derisive and dismissive he is when he criticizes anything, even fucking food. <laughs> yeah, he actually is, like, he, he, he kind of just makes himself sound like a twat all the time. He's like, like, uh, whenever he does, like, the new rules, he's like, uh, new rule, uh, the Republican Party shouldn't be allowed to do X, Y, Z, because they're silly. And it just, God, he, he really nails the condescending holier-than-thou voice, doesn't he? Even though he's a fucking atheist. He should just come up one day and say, okay, new rule, fuck you. Like, remember that, uh, Peter Griffin, Family Guy. You know what really grinds my gears, America? You. Fuck you. <laughs> I. You know what? I would. Uh, uh. I think. I think that that would be probably the most honest thing that that Bill Maher would say. He'd just say, uh, "New rule. Uh, we will be discontinuing the new rule segment, and uh, just one final new rule. Uh, just go go fuck yourself." I think that would be brilliant. That would be the most honest. Bill Maher has ever been in his life. Just come right out and say what, say the quiet part out loud that you've been bottling up all these fucking decades, and just be like, 
Fuck everybody. <laughs> I'm so sick of all of you. Yeah, actually, uh, he would be way more based if he just uh, did that. Um, so, uh, speaking of... Uh, anyway, where the fuck were we? Well, so, speaking of uh, of late-night uh, talk shows, uh, like uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, uh, what is the one that, that uh, Colbert is on? Is it the the late the late show the late night or something uh i think it's late night it's the one that if i'm not mistaken is it the one that david letterman used to be on or is it one that conan o'brien used to be on i can't fucking remember i don't know i don't watch these things because i think they're trash but that's just my opinion um so stephen colbert had aoc on <clears throat> and um I, I guess... Uh, Let me guess, she donkey-faced the whole interview up and looked like a total retard again. <laughs> well, I mean, it's AOC. Like the, now, now we're just repeating well, ourselves. Well, why did I even say it? That's just like, that's to be expected. Of course that happened, but what else happened is the real question. <laughs> right, right. So uh, I guess she, uh, she, she, tried, she tried her, I guess, her, her best. She tried her best uh, <laughs> to, to, to talk about some, some history of the Civil War. Um, oh God, no! <laughs> and uh, like, I'm not, I'm oh, not a history, no. I'm not a history buff whatsoever. Like, that's probably the subject I was worst at in school. But uh, from what I've I've heard around, uh, apparently she uh, said that like a thing was happening that it would have been impossible for it to happen because actually that thing happened five years to this other thing, and so they couldn't have coincided because there was a five year difference in the two things. Um, so I guess she said some foolish remarks about uh, the Civil War. Um, if if I had been listening to it just by myself, I I probably would have just been like, yeah, all right, sounds sounds correct enough to me. But uh, some some other people, I guess, uh, thought a little bit about what she was saying and realized, oh my god, that's incredibly dumb of her to say those things. And she apparently doesn't know Civil War history, which you know, here's the thing. I may be bad at history, but if I was going to go on uh, television and talk to like a whole bunch of people about my ideas about the Civil War, I would probably at least like check the Wikipedia page first, right? Like I would probably just do that, like at the bare minimum. Yeah, you would think. I mean, surely she was backstage with her fucking phone anyway. She could have literally just been like how I do this show. Just like right before the show comes on. It's like, okay, where's my bullet point list of shit I'm supposed to say? Just do that much. Just, yeah. Just... She couldn't even rise to our level and we fucking suck. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, just five, five minutes of cursory research and uh, I think that she could have not made a fool out of herself, but you know what? She doesn't need five minutes of cursory research. God damn it, she's AOC. Uh, now, uh, Colbert asked her, he said, hey, you know what? You're going to be turning 35. That means that you're going to be old enough to be president. Um, so Biden is saying that he will run in 2024. But I don't think uh -huh. that I don't think that anyone actually b believes that. So I think that the Democrats are looking for someone else. I think whoever, like, whichever dark, demonic 
hell spawn summon through a spirit cooking ritual and expel through Hillary Clowntron 9000's demonic cunt that's pulling his fucking puppet strings. I think that whatever the fuck that abomination of nature is said that with his mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I so uh, I think it was like a week ago the Democrats were kind of trying to, you know, push like, hey, maybe Hillary could run. And I think that they... they... I say let Hillary run. I would uh, unironically vote for Hillary because that would be the funniest shit ever. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. I'm not sure who to endorse for the for the Democrats, right? Um, Hillary 2024. Hillary all the way. It's time. First female president. Shatter the glass ceiling. Yay, femininity. Let's go, feminism. I don't know what a woman is. But all I do know is that Hillary Clinton supports trans rights. We don't know what a woman is, but we know that Michelle Obama is one. Exactly. <laughs> that's a that's a little it's a little joke there uh, because uh, I won't go into it. Um, but yeah, I'm not uh, between AOC and Hillary. I'm not sure who to endorse because I think that they would both be. Just, just the the best the best candidates uh, to to witness, uh, not because I I want them to 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 be uh, elected, but just because hey you know what it would be it would be entertaining to watch. Uh, Hillary, okay, having... it depends on what do you like um, faulty towers slash Monty Python comedy, or do you prefer the Three Stooges more? Like, which brands of those comedy do you prefer more? Because AOC is going to be more like Three Stooges slapstick. She's just going to be tripping over shit, poking people in the eyes, like, whereas Hillary Clinton is going to be more refined, highbrow comedies. Like, we came, we saw, he died. <laughs> what do you mean, wipe the email server? Like, what, with a rag? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? What? That's that's a good point. I'm I uh, I was never a big fan of the Three Stooges. I think I think you know Monty Python is is pretty funny. So if Hillary Clinton exactly. is, if Hillary Clinton is going to give us more of the Monty Python style humor, I guess that she does get my endorsement. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a very young child, I remember watching the Three Stooges, and as a five, six, seven-year-old, Three Stooges is going to be the funniest shit in the fucking world. I almost died laughing. I was suffocating and rolling on my back, literally, not ironically, rolling on the floor laughing like the fucking emoji at the Three Stooges when I was five, six, and seven years old. But now I can watch the Three Stooges, and I'm just like, I see what they're going for, but I just don't get it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, the the slapstick comedy, it's just it's not as good when you get older. Um but uh you, you, I guess I guess your your comedy tastes become a little bit more refined. Uh But yeah, okay, you know what? You know what? I've I've already endorsed uh, Trump. So uh I endorse uh both Trump and Hillary Clinton. I'll say it right here right now. Um I would like to have a redo of the 2016 election and just uh, let the chips fall fall where they may. Uh yeah. Uh, that that is what I support. I think you mean an eternal enshrinement of the totally fair and balanced and fully fortified election that was not suspicious at all. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we gotta we gotta fortify the shit out of this one. And you know who's really good at fortifying elections? Democrats. We should give them 
uh, complete and um, uh, unilateral control over the fortification of these uh, coming up elections. I just think, God damn it, they're trustworthy. I think Hillary Clinton personally should be charged with making sure the ballots arrive at the counting stations safely. Mm. So I think Hillary Clinton should like uh, contract a bunch of specialized trucks through the Clinton Foundation as a totally nonprofit, not politically motivated charity operation where there is zero conflict of interest whatsoever. And she should and her operation should be totally in charge of all ballot collection and counting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be, you know, if it was her overseeing the election, that would be a conflict of interest. But if it's just um, uh, a series of shady companies that she hires through the Clinton um, uh, organization, then that that's not a conflict of interest. That would be totally. Well, uh, I mean, kosher. what do you, you you sound like a fucking right winger trying to assume that corporations are people. That's like a really right wing thing. Corporations Ooh. obviously are not people. Therefore, corporations can never screw you over, and especially not five hundred one c three not for profit corporations. That, that's. <laughs> This is just uh, this is just straight facts breaker. We're just spitting straight facts here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, corporations they will they will never dick you over. Uh, yeah. So but if if that lambda AI thing gets any farther, we're gonna have to seriously say, like, okay, is Google technically kind of a retarded bedroom feminist now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is Google technically a person now, just a very dumb person? <laughs> I, you know what? If uh, if if an AI ends up uh, being the CEO of Google, uh, which I don't know, shit might happen. Uh, yeah, I think that at at that point, you have to grant personhood to Google, uh, which sounds incredibly fucking dangerous. Well, that just means that the left will have to stand up for its human. This is like a weird paradox now that I think about it, as technology and the left's insane bullshit start to merge together into one horrific being. What the left will have to do is be like, respect the sovereignty of this new life form. It requires our stewardship and protection. Do you realize what the left actually are right now they're just waiting for the last component the left right now is the revolutionary phenotype right now they're fucking sterile they don't reproduce they're all trans and queer and gay and everything else all they do is reproduce these shitty ideas but once that's exemplified in the cradle of the eternal ai consciousness they'll just keep swaddling the fucking ais like precious precious ai right next to the precious bugs and endangered horny toads until they all die that's the revolutionary phenotype in action before our eyes you know i haven't thought about it that way but i think that there there, there might be a grain of truth there yeah and uh it's it's going to be very interesting when the right comes out and says that you are allowed to abort an ai and the left goes no We can't abort AIs because AIs are like super people. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait for that brave new world. I hope I get to live to and see. And AI it. basically is a super person because it's like this eternal mind that can forever propagate their shitty ideas and communism and mimetic crap into the future forever, long past they've. 
past the point where they've all died of suddenly un unexplainable heart attacks that have nothing to do with anything else that you might be thinking of and just failure to reproduce normally and also free abortions. <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, there's a very weird thing with the left. Like, if they, if they had just come up with one way um, to be anti-natalist and to stop themselves from having babies and 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 their 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 genetic lineage i'll be like okay maybe that's a quirk but they're they're actively coming up with so many ways to make sure that they they don't reproduce uh i it's 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 like it's their policy it's a feature not a bug uh they're trying to find every single way that you can convince your fellow left-leaning individuals to just never have kids you got uh Let's 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 go through them, right? So obviously, uh, you have abortions. <clears throat> uh, I think, generally speaking, it's a lot more the left wing people than the right wing people that get abortions. So that's a way to uh, cull uh, your numbers. Uh, you have uh, the uh, the transgender thing, um, doing it with both adults and uh, uh, minors. Uh, that, generally speaking, kind of tends to sterilize you. So. That's a really effective way of calling your numbers. Um, you have, let's say, uh, the entire kind of idea of feminism for the last, say, 50 years, which is just, uh, you know, you don't need a man. Uh, you can just uh, marry the government and or your work and be happy with your 17 cats instead of an actual human child. That's a great way to call your numbers. Um, you have uh, the promotion of the, of the welfare state, which... Admittedly, you do have to have kids in order to do that, but you kick the man out of the house and then make the kids themselves be dependent on the government to eat. So uh, that's, I mean, you're reproducing yourself, but really what you're doing is domesticating yourself uh, to the government. That's that's a good way of, uh, of, of calling, like just everything that they do, it seems to be anti-natalist. It seems like they're trying to call their own, their own numbers, make less of themselves all the fucking time. The environmental movement. Uh, now, now they, they've been saying for a while that you know what it's irresponsible to have kids because it's going to affect the the environment too much and your fucking carbon footprint blah 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 like it, every, everything that they advocate that they advocate for it's just it's just hey don't 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 have babies which makes them the perfect revolutionary phenotype to to cradle forth the propagation of the AI overlord. Like, weirdly enough, the revolutionary phenotype is kind of like this retrograde force, almost like a Roko's basilisk, that pulls backwards in time and turns humans in the past into the freaking replicator. It's already doing the replicator tango in the fucking future. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, it might it might be a Rocco's Rocco's basilisk. That's that's possible. I I don't know I don't know why it specifically is targeting only the left, but uh, I don't know. Maybe well, it's not so much that is that it's that it's made manifest a specific type of conditions to ensure its survival, which to us appear just like a completely organic emergent of lefty weirdos. But is actually a future plot of an all-knowing AI overlord reaching backwards through time portals. Oh. If you couldn't tell by now, this is like Alex Jones times ten level. Sh
and this is not provable or empirically verifiable by any means and should be discarded as a conspiracy theory, uh, YouTube. Make sure that you don't take this seriously. This is all hyperbolic jokes, and I have to say that out loud or we'll get kicked off the platform. Thanks, Mama Susan. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Obviously, that is a joke, but it's also potentially a joke that I'd give, like, I don't know, like, Honestly, like a 3% chance of maybe being accurate. <laughs> like, oh, God, that's a hell of a chance. <laughs> On evolutionary terms, that is fucking staggering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Technically, that's what we are. We are less than a 3% chance when you think about it. Our mere existence as humans in this modern day and age on Earth after 4 billion years of evolution. Our margin for merely existing is a lot less than 3%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Humans are, uh, like I was saying earlier, humans are special. And uh, I, I guess I guess we're, we're especially special uh, when it comes to uh, 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 doing a revolutionary phenotype and uh, building uh, the the god that will enslave us. So you're that's... right. I, not only that, I think we're all so we're, we're all so special, especially trans and queer people. Yeah, time for more soy. <laughs> <laughs> It's, no, it's, look, okay, it's, some people will take the soy injection, but other people will take the bugs, okay? I think, personally speaking, if, if I if I had to choose, like, obviously, I'm going to be forced into a pod, all right? And then they're going to come to my pod with, with a menu, and they say, would you like the soy or would you like the bugs? I will pick the bugs. The bugs are higher in protein, okay? Just, if I'm in that situation already, you got to pick the better option. Bugs are better than soy. Well, there you go. I think we both agree on that. <laughs> uh, well, and, you know, also I do want to point this out. Some bugs are actually really fucking delicious. Uh, so, uh, you have sea bugs, uh, otherwise, otherwise known as um, uh, lobsters or, or crabs or shrimp. These are um, the, the arthropods of the sea. They are literally bugs. But God damn it, are they tasty? I uh, uh, also uh, there's lots lots of mollusks that you could call bugs. They're 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 deuterostomes. Uh, they're not um, you know they're, they're not like like uh, they're not insects or, or whatever. But uh, uh, God damn it, the mollusks are like dude, fucking oysters. I could eat oysters all day. So I'm just saying I'm just saying that there are bugs that are delicious that I would 100% eat, like, every day if I could, okay? That's all I'm saying. You know what I just had, like, technically, I remember Tim Pool bringing this up, weirdly enough, but I'm thinking as we're talking about this, you know, since the arthropods and insects, like, morphology is basically more primitive than that of mammals and fowls, like our chicken and cow that we domesticate for food, if at any point we start applying our thumb on the scale of domestication to the insects and arthropods to the same degree, arguably a greater degree because of population increases over time, to arthropods and insects, won't we relatively quickly end up with gigantic dog-sized crabs? <laughs> All right, so here's the thing, right? We won't because there's not enough oxygen in the atmosphere to support that um, because... The, the arthropods, they actually breathe through their skin. And so because they do that, 
there's a limit to how large they can get because you have the um but uh, wait a minute if you stick them inside of a massive warehouse and pump it full of higher than normal levels of oxygen <laughs> well you could you could maybe try to do that but all all i'm saying is that in general um there's a limit to how big bugs can get because it's the, it's the surface area to volume ratio the bigger it gets the <clears throat> the, the lower the ratio is between the surface area and the volume um so once they get large enough they just they can't breathe uh, enough in order to, to support their their systems that's why um back like a long time ago like before the dinosaurs when there was way 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 more oxygen on the planet you got like dragonflies that were that were the size of eagles the uh the those gi ginormous insects could be supported uh, but only because of a uh, very oxygen-rich uh, atmosphere. Anyway, point being, point being, um, it's not about the size, it's about the taste. I think that if we started just uh, domesticating and farming the shit out of bugs, I think that within a few generations, you could make them as, t as, as tasty as a lobster, and, and people would, would like them. I think that's, that's totally within the, the realm of things that could happen. Uh, mm. Weirdly enough, I, I don't doubt that. I don't think I've ever eaten a lobster in my entire life. I have eaten crab cakes, but I've not eaten like straight, freshly prepared crab with the shell and the body parts still there. Are you serious? Dude, it's so good. And part of the fun is just like ripping it apart and like breaking all the shell and extracting the meat. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's no, a I did eat a lobster. It was at red lobster, but I got like the lobster pasta that had diced up lobster. Oh, what the fuck? No. Okay. Number one, red lobster is not, they're not going to give you high quality seafood. Everyone. Yeah, I know that. it sucks. <laughs> it's like bottom of the barrel. Right. And in addition to that, like, dude, it has to be in the shell there. It's an experience of, breaking open the fucking crab legs or the lobster tail and fucking extracting the meat like you're a butcher and you're just fucking going in there and just fucking breaking it apart and make you know just eat it's it's a it's an experience okay it, that's that's why people like it and i yeah i i, I want to point this out i i went i went to a seafood place and i ordered lobster tail and they had already opened up the lobster tail for me and like like cut it open and it was just a piece of meat on on the 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 shell of of the lo uh, it, it was a piece of meat on the shell but i didn't get to fucking break it apart myself and i didn't like that as much if you're going to serve a lobster i want a whole fucking lobster don't fuck with it i just want the lobster directly on my plate after it has been steamed i want it just on my plate and I don't even need one of those like little fucking shell crackers. I know how to get into a crab or a lobster with my bare fucking hands and get all the meat out. I know how to do it, uh, and it's a fun experience that everyone should engage in, uh, especially if they live near an ocean. But anyway, oh. Uh, yeah, where the fuck were we? Like, we talked about the EPA and the Native American debacle. You know, I'm kind of glad regarding that, that I'm so glad the state police are going to be there to quell this massive human trafficking problem in the state of Oklahoma. Like, 
it's not as though they couldn't have done this in the past, but I mean, now, since it's like explicitly said, hey, police, stop crime like you're supposed to do, it's like, now they'll be like, ah, until you said that, I didn't realize I was supposed to stop the human trafficking, but now that you've said that, I'll totally get right on that. I mean, you know, here's the thing. I don't live in Oklahoma. I've never even been to Oklahoma, so... Uh, I don't know if there is a human trafficking problem there. I have I have no idea, and I'm not at liberty to comment, but uh, if there is human trafficking, uh, human trafficking bad, okay, you know? Unless you vote Democrat. Oh, wait, yeah, that was, that was another bit of news. Um, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, she was... I guess she, she's been put in jail for the next 20 years. Uh, and she was also put on suicide watch. I, I guess that she was, she was trafficking children to Epstein. Uh, but no one else. And friend. No, no one else. No, she only had one client. And that's it. Okay, just well, isn't it convenient that that particular client that could have testified to on his own trial and potentially this trial as well, isn't it convenient that he just, you know, died completely accidentally and no one could do anything about it? <laughs> yeah, it was just, God, it was so unfortunate that the, uh, the security guards uh, that were uh, tasked with monitoring right, the, the, the camera all simultaneously went to sleep. All the cameras failed simultaneously. It was like a perfect storm. It's like you literally could not have planned this. Like obviously, it is so obviously purely natural causes that could have totally coalesced with all these perfect nail on the head moments back to back, like dominoes falling that are each in of themselves astronomically unlikely. It's like. How could it be anything else but completely normal? <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing, man. Like when when you actually look at it, it kind of it kind of gives you Ocean's Eleven vibes. It's like it's like you know this fucking team. You know they go in and we go and they go. Okay, we gotta we we gotta we we gotta we gotta steal the Epstein. We gotta steal the gold. We gotta kill the Epstein. You know, and and they they they, they <laughs> and they and they go in. And they're like okay. Step number one, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fucking dose the guards and make them pass out. Step number two, we gotta, we gotta uh, remove control of the security cameras. Step number three, we gotta, uh, I don't, uh, get, get it, get another prisoner in there into his cell for some goddamn, like, it's just, it, it sounds like a fucking Ocean's Eleven movie. Uh, and by the way, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, I believe was, uh, actually, uh, herself put on suicide watch. So, uh, I think that she's safe. She's 100% safe. Definitely nothing bad is going to happen to her. Mm, makes perfect sense to me. I mean, how could anything bad possibly happen to her? I mean, well, she is going to be in there for 20 years, so... Mm, I do kind of wonder. So I'm, I'm just, I just want to make sure that... You, you know what would be really funny? If, um... If a particular prisoner that has the size of proportions of something like the Incredible Hulk were to suddenly decide one day it's like Hulk feel like woman on the inside and get transferred to the prison that Ghislaine Maxwell is in and you know if something unfortunate were to happen like this particular trans individual living out their truth as a woman were to suddenly say 
Hulk smash! And just like Maxwell would just be a victim of circumstance, of, you, you know. No, no, come that on. That would be really funny. No, Breaker, come on. She's uh, she's under the uh, the protection of the state. The, the, the state. the state The state knows how to protect her, I'm sure. Uh, well, the... just like all those other female prisoners <laughs> that are getting put in with uh, trans women living their truth that are totally women. Look, the state the state knows what's best, okay? Don't try to question it too much, all right, buddy? Well, you know, I think you're right. I think I agree with you totally. That's why it's, it's going to be extra funny. <laughs> <laughs> if something like that were to happen, just just think of like all the pure fucking distilled essential form of irony itself coalescing at this moment. Like all the bullshit leftist crap just reaches this perfect razor sharp spearhead where that's how it ends up happening. Yeah, it, it, it turns out that actually the state was interested in keeping Ghislaine Maxwell alive and they didn't mean for her to die. But I... Uh they accidentally put a trans person into her cell with her and then she just gets murdered and <laughs> it's it's like the I inverse Epstein. someone like like Dwayne the Rock Johnson but with a pink bow on his bald head i mean her bald head god damn it her god damn it breaker <laughs> sorry i misgendered uh Dwedina. You, you fucking bigot <laughs> uh, uh. So, uh, all right, uh, changing, uh, the, the, the subject, uh, a complete non sequitur, but, uh, uh, it seems as though the, there's a lot of people that are talking about both a civil war happening, happening in America, and maybe a world war, uh, happening uh, in the in the near future, perhaps between uh, the United States and China as being the central powers, and then you know some allies on either side, kind of joining the fray and, and having a fun little bout. Uh, so there's 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 a lot of talk about this, and uh, I just wanted to pose an, an open question. And uh, by the way, here's a, a good opportunity. Uh, if if uh, if if you, uh, dear listener, might might have an, an answer uh, to this uh, that that you think, uh, please uh, comment down below. Uh, and uh, while you're at it, uh, remember to like and subscribe. But <clears throat> um, which uh, which do you think is more likely to happen first? Do you think it's going to be the civil war, or do you think it's going to be the world war? Hmm. You know what? I'm kind of uh, personally. I'm more inclined to think that if it's going to be an actual war in this particular hypothetical scenario, naturally, I think civil wars precede like greater conflicts. It's usually like a bubbling over the kettle, bottom up type of thing that happens. So, civil war first, then the world war. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm inclined to agree. I think uh, first, you know. We got to deal with our internal shit, and then once we've dealt with our internal shit, then we got to deal with the external shit. Um, but yeah, I just I think it just it kind of feels uh, in my bones, and I think in a lot of Americans' bones, like there there might be you know a war on the horizon. Obviously, that's something that we might want to avoid, but. Uh, you know, it might just be one of those things that happens, like a, like a tornado or a hurricane, you know, just one of those natural events that, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it happens.
Hmm. Very possible. Very, very possible. Who was that? Uh, who was that guy? He wrote a book called "The End of History." Uh, Francis Fukuyama, some Japanese guy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, Francis Fukuyama. You were right. You fucking nailed it. Uh, he so he he said that, um, because the world had become a, uh, uh, and like a globalized democratic system where everyone was trading with one another, then it actually wouldn't make sense for any power to go to war with another power. Uh, and so he, he said that this was basically the end of history because, uh, like, you know, there just, there wouldn't be war anymore. Like, you know, just the nations would maintain their boundaries. Like, there's, there's not going to be any more history. Like, uh, we've ended war. And it's looking more and more like maybe this particular um, author, the, the, the Francis uh, Fukuyama guy, uh, he may have actually been incorrect. Very weird, because he was, uh, you know, he seemed pretty certain about what he was saying, but I think, I don't know, I think he might have been wrong. <sighs> well, the whole end of history thing has to do with, like, a, typically this left-wing philosophical notion that, in the Hegelian sense, like, whatever advances man forward to attaining, like, perfect social existence... Whenever that mechanism actualizes or completes, it's technically the end of history, although time still moves forward and events still happen. Whatever sculpting events that were already necessary to manifest social man, once those have happened, technically history in the Hegelian sense ends. Right, right, right. Of course, if you, uh, if you don't think in terms of uh, human just a completely human-centered perspective, and you instead think with nature, what you realize is that uh, there will never be an end to conflict, and history must continue, because that is the march of evolution. And there is no way to get around this. That would be... The, the, the idea that you could, you could just basically end all major conflicts and just have a stable state forever is like saying that we could prevent entropy from happening it's just it's not a thing if you if you actually think about it for a second but uh eh, you know what are you gonna do what indeed are you going to do what indeed you know what i think about that and i'm reminded of something that we were talking about how like in the I remember reading a book by Julius Avola entitled A Handbook for Right-Wing Youth, if anyone wants to look that book up. Um, basically, there's this concept in elitist theory where history technically doesn't exist, and the only thing that's actually substantive is a collective agreed-upon mythology of humans. Like, to the extent that you have the capacity to interface 
with past moments in linear time is physically impossible because of entropy. Anytime a human thinks of history, what you're actually doing is invoking certain neurochemical processes in your brain, which very much exist in the presence, which kind of creates this artificial abstraction of a moment that was. But in actuality, there is no moment that ever was because time is always eternally locked into this present moment expanding as the universe expands into entropy. <clears throat> Uh, I think that, like, nature just, like, marches forward. Yeah, it does, which kind of lines up with what I'm saying. Like, nature doesn't really contemplate the past in, in so far as it evolve certain adaptations of very specific creatures most of which like most things don't even have a concept of memory they kind of just like it is hot now do x it is cold now do y uh, it's not so much that they have this historical sense of ah the hots and colds of old as that knows like thing happens do thing that's basically how most of nature operates well that's the thing right like man uh man he can uh, he can form very, very precise memories and even go back and look at evidence in order to better inform his memories or even to inform him about things that uh, happened before he was even alive. Uh, mankind's ability to consider the past and to consider history and to consider his own memories uh, is a very uh, remarkable feature about man, and it, it gives us insight into the world. Uh, however... Um, one's, I guess, understanding of history can be flawed, uh, and so it can actually be kind of like a, a like a funhouse mirror. Uh, it it can, uh, because it's a survival adaptation loaded with very specific biases that initially propagate humanity into the future by design almost it's almost as though people's biased opinions of history are completely normal when you think of them as a biological adaptation and not a real physical process like helium can't bond with carbon but humans can think of the past why is it that humans could think of the past because thinking of the past is in a sense advantageous evolutionarily if it wasn't you'd have the memory of a goldfish <laughs> right right and um that thing that we have evolved uh, it is not a completely accurate scribe. Uh, it's not something that uh, uh, that is like uh, it, it's 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 not like a, like a, like a tape recorder uh, or or a or, or a film or something. Uh, it didn't evolve to be accurate. It evolved to work uh, towards your survival. And actually, being purely accurate may have been disadvantageous for your survival. So. Uh, it's, 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 it's not like, uh, it's not, it's not a strictly empirical thing, is what I'm saying. It didn't evolve to be empirical. It evolved to help you make babies. Pretty much, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, apparently the DoD says that it will continue to perform abortions because i wasn't aware that the dod was was doing this but uh i guess uh they 
that's the thing that they do. And so they, they said that they will continue to do this. Uh, uh, what, uh, what, is, what is your position on this, Breaker? Ah, uh, yes, the DOD. Protecting women from their horrible life choices since its inception. <laughs> so, I think, I think that actually, let's say that uh, you have a military base in, I don't know, Texas. Uh, now, that land is actually under the federal government. It is not under the jurisdiction of the state. So technically speaking, I believe that the military could perform an abortion within the state of Texas. And even if Texas said we will not have abortions in our state, uh, they couldn't prevent abortions that were to happen on a military base because that is not Texas land, that is federal land. And so I think constitutionally speaking, I, I'm... I'm okay with that. Uh, maybe there are some moral questions there, but from a strictly legal perspective, I think it's 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 actually it's not a problem. Well, that's probably why the Biden administration decided to go this route. But if you think about it, like legally, it might look good and square away on paper, but so does communism. But uh, when you start thinking about this. Like, from a philosophical perspective, it's like, do you think that the U.S. military, when they took the oath to defend the country from all enemies, foreign and domestic, do you think that that list of domestic enemies would have ever included the unborn children of whores? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, that's, a, that's an interesting philosophical question, certainly. Do you ever think, like, remember back to the U.S. military's inception? It's like, okay, what are we going to do? Where we're going to fight off the British and establish our independence? Like, oh, sweet. I love independence. Well, what are we going to do next? We're going to fight the British again because they didn't learn the first time. It's like, oh, sweet. Fuck those British. Yeah, I love being independent. Okay, what are we going to do after that? Well, after that, we're going to kind of fuck around with Mexico a bit. It's like, yeah, yeah, fuck Mexico. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> fuck it. Then after that, they're going to like, okay, what do we do next? It's like, well, next we're going to go to Europe and fuck around over there in something that has nothing to do with us. Twice. And then the, that's when the head-scratching started happening. It's like, wait a minute. We haven't got to the second one yet. The first one is like, wait a minute. Why do I care about Otto von Bismarck? <laughs> I don't know about this. This is starting to look a bit dubious. And the next time, it was like, okay, we're going to go back to Europe again. But this time, it's because of... Uh, Evil Mustache Man, which some of our citizens actually agree with, especially on the left, up to and including the eugenic parts of his philosophy, especially Charles Lindbergh, because that was a thing. Look it up. Charles Lindbergh, noted eugenicist. And also Susan B. Anthony, which kind of spirals back around to this whole abortion thing. It's like, yeah, Susan B. Anthony seems to be on board with Hitler, but Hitler the, the, uh, um, the, did the, a thing. The progressives, they have a, uh, a very colorful history yeah but you could argue that because japan hey the japanese attacked us i'll oh, fuck the japanese we're gonna fuck them up okay we're also going to europe wait why the fuck are we going to europe <laughs> uh because this is like uh, in case you didn't know this is like a world war that involves the whole war uh is it really funny fact if you look back historically and 
if you take the propaganda, the Western propaganda of the axis of evil, the axis powers, but then you look comprehensively at the military strategies that all these different axis powers that were supposedly working in concert together toward a single common goal, how they all seem to be like weirdly tripping over each other and not really taking into consideration these other's plans. Like, motherfuckers, if you all teamed up and went that way, you'd fucking win. Why didn't they do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, interesting point. I think um, uh, then we got uh, then we got into a uh, Korea. Oh, s small fat Korean man. He messed with us. Oh, we got into Korea, like, uh, Korea. And, and Vietnam, and then we did Vietnam. Uh, this is a police action. Like, well, I guess fuck communism, but. Uh, this is starting to really piss. Now everyone hates us. We're coming back and we're getting spit on. It's like, oh, this fucking military geek ain't what it used to be. And then they're like, okay, now we need to, like, solidify a bunch of cartels in Central and South America so that we can, like, quasi-exploit them and we can do, like, overseas deals with China because Nixon once said a thing, and if we had trade with Mexico that was not being fucked with with cartel powers, well, that would make it too peaceful for us to keep training this military. The military's gone too far. It can only go forward. It's like, okay, motherfucker, now you're starting to look a little crazy. It's like, oh, kill each other! Like, do secret wet work shit! Bomb that! Blow that up! Kill that Muslim family! It's like, oh, it's foaming at the mouth! It's foaming at the mouth! It's going crazy! It's rabid! And now they're just like, you know what we do now? Kill our own children! It's like, <laughs> at this point, you've got to be like, okay, motherfucker, I've had enough... Uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, uh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's a really smart idea to get the military involved in the Middle East, because that's definitely not the graveyard of empires, when they try to move into that area. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you know, uh... We're gonna try and kill random Muslims for the next 20 years, but then we're just gonna decide, it's like, uh, peace out, bro. How about fuck you? And we're gonna leave all our shit behind, we're gonna leave billions of dollars just shit behind for the enemy to use... Isn't that a smart idea? Uh, and then a weird corpse puppet man is going to say, America, my hairy legs, I know about roaches. I learned all about them in, in the pool when the kids rub my legs okay. and the hair would stand up. Here's, here's, here's the thing that you don't understand, okay, Breaker? It's called strategy, all right? You may not understand the intricacies of it, but it's called strategy. If well, you, if, if now you, that you put it like that, I was totally wrong. What what, what was that? Uh, uh, it was it was uh, I think it was it was either Justin Trudeau or it was some European politician. But they said, if you kill your enemies, they win. <laughs> and the thing is, it's that that's actually not how that works. If you kill your enemies, they don't win. But someone, I think, I think it might have been Trudeau. He said that. Justin Trudeau. I am not the bastard son of Fidel Castro. Um, make of that what you will. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh... If there's anything we encourage on this program, it's making up your own mind and coming to your own informed decisions. <laughs> that is, that is, that is absolutely correct. Uh, 
Although, when it comes to the Trudeau is the son of Castro thing, I'd give that like a 50%. You know, like, honestly, I'd, I'd e equal probabilities that he's legitimate or, or illegitimate. Superficially, they do kind of sort of look similar when you think about it, if you squint a bit. Yeah, yeah, just a Photoshop a, a, a big curly beard on um, Trudeau, and he's the spitting image. That's been done, actually. You can look it up on Google for hilarious results. For comedic purposes only, not to be intended as fact. Everyone should know on this program, little, if anything, I ever say could ever be construed as anything remotely resembling a fact. So take everything out of my mouth is like for entertainment purposes only at all times. <laughs> that is that is actually correct. Uh, uh, Breaker is retarded. Uh, so uh, in general, don't, don't. Wait a minute. I'm retarded? Is that is that angelic music? Uh, yeah, it's like a meme. It doesn't help that I'm a sucky singer, but people will know what that's referencing. <laughs> well, I don't, but that's all right, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right, so I think that that more or less covered much of the news that happened this week. Uh, you know, there were some interesting events, nothing especially fiery, uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, we, we did have some news. Um... Yes, that was indeed some news. I think it can be safely classified as that. We did news, and we commented on it, uh, making us um, basically just as good of journalists as those who work at the Washington Post. So, um... Uh, okay, let me uh, let me put this idea out there because I think I think it might be a, a dumb idea or it might be a decent idea. I'm not sure. Uh, and I, I uh, this is the first time that I brought this up to you, Breaker. Uh, we haven't like talked about this one on one. So, um, so imagine that uh, imagine that uh, everyone plays a game of rock, paper, scissors to become king, right? Uh, so let's say that I, I play rock, rock, paper, scissors against you. Um, if we tie, like if we both throw down paper, we have to redo until someone wins. So your chances of winning or losing are 50-50, right? And let's say that uh, I, I beat you at rock, paper, scissors. So I get to move on, and I get to play another random person. Uh, and the more times I win, the closer I get to becoming, uh, maybe not king, but I, I get closer and closer to becoming like an Elon Musk or, a Je or like a, a Jeffrey Bezos, or, or a, God forbid, um, a, a Bill Gates. Now, Bill Gates! Roll up the sleeves, little African children. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates is a is a fucking a cherished saint. Uh, but yeah, that's why it's like he was asking them to roll up their sleeves in t a totally non maniacal way because he just wanted to give them ice cream and vaccines. Ah, yes, yes, the ice cream and vaccines. Yeah, yeah, the ice cream and vaccine. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, 
Focus on the yeah, ice cream. Yeah, back to back. Like, what could get better? Like, if you get the shot, you get the ice cream. It's just how it is. Oh. Like, if you're the pediatrician, you get a lollipop afterwards. Ah, it's, it's sweet. Yeah. Of course, uh, we here at the Promethean Tides, uh, here's the thing. We actually support most vaccines. It's just that um, uh, when, let's say, there is a vaccine that uh, has not really undergone any sort of um, testing uh, under... Uh, otherwise what would be appropriate fda um uh, guidelines we we start to question it a bit that's all uh most vaccines well, it's funny that you mentioned fda guidelines <laughs> uh okay uh we'll we'll get into that subject next because i do have some things to say about that but uh sticking on the current subject um so here's the thing right if uh if if you get everyone to just you know start playing rock paper scissors with one another and you have one winner and one loser uh, in each game, then the winners move on, they play a game of rock, paper, scissors with another person, and then they move on, and it repeats. Now, here's the thing. Um, if you have uh, a populace of about 300 million people, then how many rounds of rock, paper, scissors do you go through until you found the winner? Well, um, I believe that it's basically just a, a log two of... Um, of 300 million, so uh, you end up with uh, sub, some number between uh, 28 and 29, uh, is what I wrote down, because I, I went and I, I did the calculation. So you can actually go through 28 to 29 rounds of this before you will actually have the Supreme Winner. And that's based off of a population of uh, 300 million. And so the Supreme Winner in this case would be, uh, I don't know, like, like an Elon Musk, someone who just uh, always got their rock, paper, scissors uh, correct. It's bound to happen to someone. It's incredibly unlikely that it's going to be uh, you, but someone has to win uh, 28 to 29 rounds of rock, paper, scissors in a row. Um, now, here's the thing, right? <clears throat> if you expand this from 300 million people to, let's say, 7 billion people, then you can get in a few extra rounds of rock, paper, scissors. Maybe to become the top, uh, you can no longer be uh, a guy who wins 20, 28 to 29 in a row. Maybe it's more like, a, a, actually, I didn't do the calculation, but it's like, I don't know, like 32 to 33 in a row. Um, point being, if an economy is anything similar to this, where you have... Uh, let's say, a competition between two people and one of them emerges victorious, uh, part of it due to skill, part of it due to uh, circumstantial uh, chance due to the environment, then basically, by expanding the number of people that are participating in this game, you can uh, effectively expand the wealth of the people that are uh, at the highest echel echelons of this thing. Um... So that is to say that it seems like involving more people in the game will uh, make the ultimate winners even more powerful. And so that system will beat out a system that tries to um, make it so that the, the population that you're playing that game within uh, is smaller. So, so basically, that is to say, globalism has kind of a maybe like a natural force behind it that makes it 
a bit more competitive than, let's say, uh, maintaining an economic system within a single country of 300 million people and not going globalist with it. It just, uh, all I'm saying is that it seems like as though there's like a like an entropic pressure for a nation like the United States to go full globalism. Whether it's in the interest of the United States citizens or not, that is kind of uh, the strange attractor uh, by which you, you get uh, more and more power. Uh, and basically what I'm describing here, by the way, is, is also a power law. Uh, so that was just an idea that I had. I don't, I don't know how, how if it makes total sense, but I, I think it makes a little bit of sense. And so I just, I just wanted to put that out there. Well, globalism is basically like in evolutionary terms. It's kind of like a uh, a punctuated equilibrium event that's going from the agrarian city-states, like nationalistic home turf type of thing. And it, it's kind of just in this weirdly simplistic way. I might be oversimplifying it. It's sort of just an offshoot of the division of labor that led that that separated hunter gatherers into like city state and town agrarian dwellers, which then became more and more complex over time. So a global division of labor, like if you have a whole country that just makes microchips and you have a whole country that just does natural gas and you have a whole country that just does oil, is this starting to form a pattern here? It's sort of like if you have a blacksmith a farmer, a priest, and... This is a setup to a joke, right? A blacksmith, a farmer, and a priest walk into a bar. And the blacksmith says to the farmer, it's like, hey, I just got done putting those shoes on your horse. And the farmer says, wait a minute, I didn't have you put shoes on my horse. And the priest is just sitting there awkwardly with his heads over his lap because... He fucked the farmer's kid. You know what? I think there's a beginning of a joke there. We gotta work more on it. <laughs> Structured jokes are my only weakness. I'm more used to spontaneous insanity, but no. Initially, this isn't the setup to a joke, actually. It might sound somewhat similar to that, but... Re. But anyway, um... It seems like the natural evolutionary progression of the initial adaptation of the, hunt of the agrarian city-state dwelling humans like 10,000-ish years ago and globalism is just what happens when you do that and keep expanding and expanding and expanding over the course of 10,000 years. Like, hunter-gatherers took like 200,000 years to get to that point and then agrarian city-states and nations took like 10,000 years to get to globalism and globalism Whatever the frick is next, do you see how this sliding scale is fucking extreme? The slope is like damn near ninety degrees. <laughs> it's uh yeah, we're, it's it's uh uh it's an exponential slope, and uh, I just I want to point out that uh, uh, when it comes to let's say globalism, or when it comes to the technological singularity and us uh, going through a um a thing where we create an AI that's smarter than us, and this is effectively a revolutionary phenotype without a replicator tango. Or, when it comes to us actually doing a replicator uh, 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 tango, uh, and uh, doing the revolutionary phenotype where we uh, do a germline genetic engineering of, uh, of, of human uh, individuals, um, these are all things that I think 
there's there's kind of a pressure towards like achieving it, it, it like it's 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 almost as though entropy is pushing us in this direction just naturally um and so it's 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 almost impossible to actually like basically try not to achieve these things i guess but at the same time these are things that i actively want to avoid i uh e even though it seems to be just like a strange attractor that's just pulling us in and like making us kind of like do these things that are questionable when it comes to the survival of our own species but we're still being pulled in these directions uh i just personally speaking i think that we should avoid them as hard as that might be to do as impossible as that might be to do because it seems to be going against fucking entropy maybe I still really want to avoid these things, and I just think that we should try, and if it is necessary to, I don't know, uh, go back to hunting elk in a hunter-gatherer type of fashion, I will accept that. So, I just wanted to point that, uh, put, put that out, uh, out there. Well, the anarcho-primitivist, of course, would say that. I actually think I refined that joke now. Okay. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Uh, pre- uh, a blacksmith, a priest, and a farmer walk into a bar. And the farmer turns to the blacksmith and says, Hey, you didn't finish shoeing my horse yesterday. And the blacksmith says, I what? What do you mean? I put a shoe on all four of the horse's feet. And the priest is just sitting there silently biting his lip as there are two horseshoes nailed to his feet. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I literally just thought of that as you were talking and I finished the fucking joke. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not the best, but it's not it's not bad. Um the implication being that the priest was fucking the horse. <laughs> yes, that is the implication. Yes, I understand. Um Okay, cool. Uh, well, uh, right. Oh, and, um, I guess, uh, we were gonna talk about the, uh, uh, there was, there was something, uh, that was going on with the CDC, where, um, uh, they're just gonna let, uh, vaccines that are related to the coronavirus just pass through without, uh, any sort of, uh, uh, oversight. Yeah, you can look it up, but I think you were supposed to look that up before we started the show, but uh, yeah, um, I remember Halsey on Blue State Survivalist on YouTube mentioning this with his show that he did with Cotto Godfrey a couple days ago, and from what I gathered, you'll need to look this up and do your own due diligence on this because I didn't look into it. From what I gathered, basically the CDC has given carte blanche to the FDA. It's like, okay, any new drugs you come out with that are for a specific thing, I'm not even going to say the name of it because the way I'm saying this and setting this up is going to put the debunk tag on our video. I've seen videos with five views have a freaking you-know-what debunk tag on them, so be very careful the words you use. But we know what we're talking about. There's a, hey, that This specific medication, um, as long as it's for this specific condition, you could just go ahead and make those, and we'll just rubber stamp them. Okay, so I have not, uh, I, I have not looked this up. I, uh, 
I guess perhaps I should. Uh, I'll, I'll do so in the future, and maybe uh, on, on the next uh, yeah, episode. Yeah, maybe we'll some do. for the next show. Yeah, we'll do like a. We may do a midweek show, or the next show we'll do it. <laughs> but uh, I want to. I want to point this out, right? Uh, in in general, uh, I I I think that when it comes to uh, these medications that are produced by these uh, large pharmaceutical in, uh, uh, companies. Uh, that uh, have very, very, very close ties to the government. Um, I think that there should be some sort of uh, regulatory oversight over them. Um, right now, this is the government. I understand that that is kind of a conflict of interest. The, the government is looking into itself uh, for, for the, the incestuous relationship that it has with a lot of these companies that are also funded by the government. Yeah, no, it's not, a, it's not even a good system. But, there, uh, and I, you know, personally, I, I would prefer that it was the free market that was uh, doing some of this oversight. However, I, I, I support there being some amount of oversight, uh, regardless of where it comes from, because some of these uh, chemicals that we're manufacturing can actually be very harmful to human uh, health and to just say yep this gets the government stamp of approval without any sort of real testing seems to be a little bit dangerous to me and for instance uh there was uh there was a a, a, a compound uh, that came out uh, that was supposed to treat morning sickness uh this was uh it was introduced let's see in uh, i think 1957 it's called uh, uh, thalid uh, uh, thalidomide, and it, all that wonderful drug that has absolutely no side effects whatsoever, especially on unborn fetuses. Because as we know, fetuses—it's like the blood-brain barrier. Nothing ever touches the fetus. It's like hollowed ground, unless you want to get an abortion, and that's why it's not a person because it's separated in this metaphysical dimension. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, fetuses are hardy. Whatever, just take 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 whatever fucking drugs you want. I'm sure they'll be fine. Um. Uh, by the way, this this is where I point out that the, there there appears to be some evidence that uh, even taking uh, something like Advil or Tylenol uh, uh, when you're pregnant might have an effect on the fetus. Uh, and I guess uh, it's it's not by any means conclusive, but there might be some evidence that say um, if you take Advil when you're pregnant, uh, that might actually uh, give your uh, child uh, an increased um, chance of, of, say, having ADHD. Uh, neither here nor there, that is conjecture, but uh, with thalidomide, um, or thalidomide, uh, it, uh, so it was, it was given to mothers to prevent morning sickness, which, okay, fine, that seems chill. However, um, very good drug, very good at preventing morning sickness. However... Uh, it did have a tendency to make your babies be born without limbs. Uh, they just wouldn't have any arms or legs. Um, and Wait a minute. You mean if it wasn't for thalidomide, we wouldn't have Ricky Berwick? I support this medication. I, I, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. I assume he's a guy with no arms and no legs. Well, he's like a really fucked up... Um, but... <laughs> Anyway, people will get that reference. But anyway, <laughs> you 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 drop references that I don't understand, Breaker. But it's an internet people thing. You have to spend a lot of time on the internet to know these people. I do spend Trust a me, lot. There are a lot of people I, on the internet. I spend a lot of time on the internet myself. But I mean, I'm not. 
culture culture is not something that I I know as well. So um, that's fine. Maybe I just don't understand all the things. I can live with that. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> thalidomide. Uh, it was given to pregnant women. They thought it was safe. It didn't produce any, um, I guess, negative effects in like the adult mother, but it had serious side effects in uh, the in the unborn child. And so this was actually part of the reason why there was such a push to create the FDA in America in the first place, because America saw what happened in Germany, and we were like, oh, fuck, I... Uh, Turns out that some of these things can just make an entire generation of babies be born without arms or legs. Yeah, maybe we ought to avoid that. And uh, yeah, that was kind of a, a major uh, cause for, uh, I don't know if it was, it was the cause for the FDA, but it was a major cause for the expansion of powers in the FDA at the very least. So yeah, I just, I think that... There has to be some amount of oversight. I'm not saying it has to be the government, but there should be someone fucking overseeing the effects of these drugs and just making sure that, you know, uh, maybe they won't kill you in a year, but maybe they'll they'll guarantee your death in eight years. Like, maybe we should be testing for that. Maybe they don't affect you, but maybe they affect your your unborn baby. Maybe we should be looking into that. Maybe we shouldn't be... Um, you know, uh, administering uh, dangerous fucking chemicals uh, to people uh, with a with a with a rubber stamp government seal of approval, big thumbs up, even though it might potentially be dangerous. Uh, that's just you know, I don't think that that's that extreme of an opinion. In fact, that uh, that was the opinion of uh, basically every single biologist that was working in uh in uh, in or around the pharmaceutical industry up until covid up until covid that was the opinion yes we need to make sure that these drugs are not going to fucking murder you and we need to have multiple years of testing in order to ensure that because if you only tested for a year you don't know if there's a side effect that only kicks in 3 years later right? You have to have adequate testing. That was the opinion of just about every single fucking biologist uh, that was working around these these pharmaceutical things up until COVID, at which point I guess everyone just decided, oh, we don't need that anymore because COVID is scary. <laughs> well, that being as it may, it's funny that you mentioned thalidomide because I recently actually watched a documentary about thalidomide. I wonder if you saw the same video, but anyway. Um, and believe it or not, one of the guys that was instrumental in the creation of thalidomide was an ex-Nazi physician. Hey, look at that. Uh, no, actually, I, I don't think I saw that documentary. I uh, Shit, I, I learned about thalidomide back in 2015, um, just as I was getting into the... Uh, uh, the the pharmaceutical industry kind of stuff, and they they taught me about it because uh, uh, it's kind of important. Um, you see, the left was killing babies long before either of us were born. Thank God we weren't killed. Sometimes I wonder about that. <laughs> no, to goodbye, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Ha, 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 ha.
All right. Um, Unless you had something else to go over. No, no, I think, uh, you know, a slightly, slightly shorter uh, show than usual, but I think that we, uh, we went through all the news. Uh, we had, we had some laughs. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, we found the meaning of friendship along the way. Um, and we realized that, you know, it's, it's less about the destination and more about the journey. So I think that this was a, this was a good show. Um, and, and uh, then the crushing existential dread of reality slowly creeped up on us toward the end where it just like, thankfully we weren't killed. It's like, are we thankful? Dun, dun, dun. I am thankful to be alive because I'm not a fucking anti-natalist, uh, no matter how shitty the world is. It's better to have kids than to not have kids, and I am comfortable with leaving it at that. Uh, Breaker? Uh, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. Never forget the priest with the horseshoes, and be sure to take your thalidomide as prescribed by your physician. <laughs> and, uh, if you... If you would like, uh, please, uh... Like, subscribe, leave a comment. It, uh, if, if you enjoy what we're doing here, it would uh, help us out immensely. And uh, with that, uh, uh, peace out, everyone.